Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Well, today we are going to talk about one of the remedies found in our small personal kit. It's just a little kit of 16. It's also known as the starter kit. It's a really good little kit to have on hand if you have nothing else in the house. This is what we suggest you start with. And the remedy we're talking about is called Ipecac. Ipecacuana. Okay, is the full name. And many of you might say, what? You know, where does this remedy come from? And I'll, I'll tell you my first experience with Ipecac. And this is before I started using homeopathy. I was a young mother. I had a year and a half old baby. And then I had a <laughs> brand new baby. And I was sitting, I had gone to my mom's for coffee, and we were sitting there visiting. And my son, who was always into something, as it turns out, you know, many boys are, but he had disappeared, and which wasn't unusual, playing at grandma's house. And all of a sudden he came, and he was pulling on my shirt, and I looked down, and his eyes were as big as saucers, and they were like, you could see the tears in them. And he, and he wasn't, he, he had lost his breath, and he was trying to get my attention and he was just he looked so scared you can't even imagine I looked down I said what is it honey oh my gosh what's the matter and all of a sudden as I leaned over I realized I could smell rubbing alcohol yeah I know rubbing alcohol one of the boys had used some alcohol for cleaning something on the bathroom sink and left it sitting there Ryan had gone in gotten this off the sink and he went to drink it well I doubt he drank very much before he realized oh this is terrible stuff and that's when he came running in, and like I said, his breath was gone, and I picked him up. I said to my mom, what do I do? And she says, well, you better rush him in. So we rushed him to the doctor where they gave him the crude form of Ipecac. See, in, in, with homeopathy, we use it for opposite effects. There, they gave it to him to induce vomiting. Okay, so in crude form, this remedy induces vomiting very quickly and very efficiently, and they gag, and they retch, and they just keep going you know and so the doctor said because he threw up he would be fine well like I said I don't think he got very much but the odor was there and you know you don't want to take a chance so that's what they gave my son for that I know there are some poisons you know like if you call poison control they say you know just give milk to neutralize the poison because it's more dangerous to try and bring it back up again rather than push it through neutralized Um, but like I said with this alcohol they wanted to make sure it got out of his system so because it wasn't a lot of things like I said are worse when they come back up again but the alcohol they chose to bring up so that was my first experience with Ipecac so then I started using homeopathy and I heard about this remedy called Ipecac I'm like what that stuff makes you throw up why would you want to take that well the miracle of homeopathy is again you can take those crude agents and dilute them down and it becomes the simulum of a disease. So it's very, very interesting in how that works because homeopathy, you can take someone who has deathly nausea and they want to just vomit and just and, and they continue to vomit and they don't feel better for vomiting. 
Ipecac is always a really good remedy for them. Um, like even if someone has the flu, there's always like gastric problems that go along with whatever Ipecac has going on with it, whether it's intermittent fevers or hemorrhaging. Ipecac always has, like I said, those stomach problems as well, that, that deathly nausea. We always think of Ipecac. Anyway, the stomach problems of Ipecac are this deathly nausea. And when given in homeopathic form, very quickly works to get rid of that sensation of nausea. Nausea not made better by vomiting. Because I know like whenever I've had the flu, you know, I, you grow up, you have the flu. And I've even had the flu, like a stomach flu a couple of times, even as an adult. Whoa, that's like the worst thing ever. But anyway, when you have that, if you, you vomit and you, you feel better for quite a long time until you have to do it again. But with Ipecac, the nausea doesn't go away after you vomit. So that is a keynote feature to this remedy. And that's why it's so good for many pregnant women because a lot of pregnant women, they just have this constant nagging nausea that never goes away even if they do throw up. Or they don't really throw up, they just have this, they don't feel like eating, they have this deathly nausea, and they they start to look worried, the corners of their mouth tilt down, and they, they get this, this pale look around on their face. And they even say the blue rings around the eyes and mouth are keynote features of this wonderful remedy. So that's a little bit about Ipecac. And the reason I thought to do this today is because I had a young lady come in, and we don't even think of Ipecac, we rarely think of Ipecac for like miscarriage, okay? But this young lady was telling me the story that it, this, is, this had already happened to her just recently, and so I thought of Ipecac immediately. Um, there's not a lot you can do after the fact, but there was the chance that she was expecting as, you know, just early, like she, she was, her cycle was a week late. So it wasn't, you know, she, she didn't even know for sure if she was expecting or not. But the point is, is when you have the, the, the symptoms, do think of this remedy. And like say she came in and she said that she thought first she thought she was getting the flu, but the pains were so intense in her stomach, like around in her umbilical area, and, and then they shot down, and she says they were so intense. She says, I almost felt like I just I needed to go in. It was so bad because I didn't know what to do. And then she says, I went to bed, and I woke up several times with the pain in my abdomen. And then she said in the morning, she woke up, and she started hemorrhaging. And she said, and it was bright red, and it was just gushing. She said she was going through have a bit large pad every hour and then when you think of stuff like that you know see that's that's an ipecac moment okay and you know whether it was a miscarriage or whether there was something else going on there's no way of knowing but she was starting to get worried and she actually had um you know it the hemorrhaging it didn't go away right away and that's when she contacted me but like i said it's there's no way of knowing if it was a miscarriage or not but we can think of that when those symptoms are there so I, I thought, let's talk about this remedy because it's such a useful remedy. And like I said, one of the main things that we can use it for is the hemorrhage. But it's also a whooping cough remedy. It's also just a plain cough remedy. It's, it's, it's not a super deep acting remedy. It's a very superficial remedy in the sense that it's for acute situations, but it works so well when those acute keynotes are in place. And one of my favorite authors, of, you know, obviously is Kent. But today I thought, I'm going to dig out... I'm going to dig out a couple of my favorite authors. Everybody knows I love Kent, okay? But you also know I love John H. Clark. And so there was a few things in here I thought, you know, you just can't. Just to quote them is probably the best thing I can do right now. And in talking about hemorrhaging, here's what Kent has to say about it. Kent says, I have hinted at the hemorrhages in these 
open out a great field for Ipecac. I could not practice medicine without Ipecac because of its importance in hemorrhages. When I say hemorrhages, I do not mean those from cut arteries. I do not mean hemorrhages where surgery must come in. I mean such as uterine hemorrhages, hemorrhages from the kidneys, from the bowels, from the stomach, from the lungs. You must know your remedies in hemorrhages. If you do not, you will be forced to use mechanical means. But the homeopath who is well instructed is able to do without them. It is the severest form of uterine hemorrhages. The homeopath is able to do without mechanical means, except when the mechanical means are causing the hemorrhage. So in, by mechanical means, we the things that have been induced. And I, I well, I'm not going to get into that right now, but sometimes the mechanical means actually will cause the hemorrhage. So that's what he has to say about the hemorrhages. And here's what he has to say in general about Ipecac. This is James Tyler Kent. Ipecac has a wide sphere of action among acute sicknesses. Most of its acute complaints commence with nausea and vomiting. The febrile conditions or the fevers commence with pain in the back between the shoulders extending down the back as if it would break with or without rigors, much fever, vomiting of bile, and seldom any thirst. We have to remember that that's a huge keynote in Ipecac is it's this person is thirstless during the nausea and the vomiting or even the fever. This is a general a aspect of the beginning of Ipecac. Fever or gastric trouble or chill in intermittence or bilious attacks. Bilious attacks is the obviously the stomach pain, the, the vomiting, the bile. The stomach is disordered. There is a sense of fullness in the stomach with cutting pains and even below the stomach the cutting pains can go from left to right. The cutting pain of colic can go from left to right. It can go down, it can go up. The patient is unable to stir or breathe until the pain passes off. It holds him transfixed in one position, coming like the stabbing of a knife in the region of the stomach or above the navel, going from left to right and is attended with prostration and nausea. I mean, he's just out flat, right? He wants to lie still. He doesn't want to be touched or moved. All the complaints in Ipecac are attended more or less with nausea. Every little pain and distress is attended with nausea. The suffering seem to center about the stomach, bringing on the nausea. There is continuous nausea and gagging. The cough causes nausea and gagging. The cough, you know, we're going to talk about the cough here as well because the cough is very interesting. And it is actually one of the whooping cough remedies in our, if you, if you go to our cough notes, you'll notice that Ipecac is on there too. And Ipecac is noted for being a spasmodic cough with catarrh, a lot of mucus with retching in the whooping cough. And the cough will bring on the nausea, the cough will bring on the gagging and the vomiting. So it's very, very interesting how Ipecac works in the sense that it's always, the sphere is around the stomach, around the gas, the gastric organs. I also like I said, and, and this is just, it's kind of funny because, you know, obviously when they prove a remedy, and I say prove a remedy, they have a group of people together and they give healthy people the remedy until they begin to develop the symptoms. We've talked about provings before, and it's, it's really, really important that people understand that if you take a remedy long enough, you're going to start to develop the symptoms. If you're healthy, you can start to develop symptoms that this remedy would get rid of in unhealthy people. And so that's how they, they prove these remedies. And so actually it's kind of funny because um, Dr. Woodward wrote in 1900 that of the 23 provers that he had experienced with the symptoms developed in this order, gastric, then respiratory, 
then spinal, then genitourinary, and then the cutness or the skin symptoms. So as sometimes the skin symptoms were, uh, the genitourinary came after the skin symptoms, but it shows that the very direct impact of this remedy upon the skin as well as the genitourinary. So I am going to go ahead and I'm actually going to, this is to me the summation. John H. Clark, like I said, I guess he's also one of my very favorite authors. <laughs> he's not quite as intense as Kent in the sense that I always feel like when I'm reading Kent, he's standing at the pulpit and he's yelling at me. And so he really gets his point across. You don't forget the words that he says. But John H. Clark, he, he writes a lot about, um, you know, he has a lot of cases in his old books and I, I just really like him as well. But he says the nausea of Ipecac is often met with affections of the stomach and the bowels of the respiratory organs and in fevers. In the stomach itself, there is a symptom which is very characteristic of the remedy, a feeling as if the stomach were hanging down relaxed. There is a disgust at the stomach for food, empty vomiting, vomiting of bile and of blood, and there is no relief with the vomiting. So the vomiting comes on, you would think there would be relief, but there is not. So no relief by vomiting. The stomach disorder may be occasioned by rich food. It can be brought on. This, this stomach problems can be brought on by rich food, pork, pastry, fruits, candy, and ice cream. The corners of the mouth draw down. Because what happens is if a person feels this stinking rotten, what happens? They start to get this long, frumpy look on their face. How many times have I said to my kids, will you please get that frumpy look off your face? <laughs> you know, when they're walking around holding their stomach and they... <laughs> and they... They just, they just get this look, and it's not fun to be around. And as the parents, you know, I get kind of short with it because, <laughs> well, the thing is, is it's like, snap out of it. <laughs> you know, as a mom, I should just say, hey, and, I, and go get the Ipecac, right? <laughs> That's awful. What a, what a great mom. Anyway, so they, they tend to get this long, frumpy look on their face with the corners of their mouth drawn down, blue rings around the eyes. Sometimes the mental state corresponds, the moroseness and contempt for everything. They just become not fun to be around. So that's something to remember when it comes to Ipecac. And the interesting note, too, is, is he goes on, and this is in all your books, it, it doesn't matter what repertory or materia medica set, you know, like I have several group, different books. Everybody always says, what books do you have? And we've talked about this before. But they all the, the, the keynote features of these remedies have been established for, you know, I don't know, 200 years. So you're going to find all the same information in all these different repertories and materia medicas but like I said sometimes it's just easier to read in one than the other a little more interesting to read but the keynotes will be there Ipecac is also a botanic relative of China the homeopathic remedy cinchona or China and it is also an antidote to China so they are so similar that they will it will actually antidote this remedy so perhaps the relationship of Ipecac to China may have something to do with its large sphere of usefulness in intermittent fever. And we don't think about this. I have a little boy that's in my life, and his mother is telling me that he doesn't matter what she does. It doesn't matter, you know, what's going on in their life. He has this intermittent fever all the time, and she's just like she's getting weary with it because she's got two or three little kids and. I was, and in looking at this remedy, I said, you know, this might be a really good one for her to look at. Like I said, I don't, you know, parents talk to me all the time, but I don't step into their lives and help them because, uh, you know, I get a lot of questions. But that's why we put these podcasts out because parents are the, not only the, their 
children's first educators. They're their children's primary caretaker. And so when a parent knows how to take care of the child, you know, that child is going to grow up healthy and strong and smart and witty because the parent can teach these things to the child. And so anyway, that's why you know, we put these podcasts out. Yes, they're a lot of work. And I, and I thank everyone for those beautiful emails that we get, you know, thanking me for doing this. Trust me, it's a group effort between myself and my helpers and Felice with Ultimate Homeschool Radio and you know, of course, my family puts up with me because it's like, everybody be quiet. I'm going to talk now. <laughs> but the more you know in your family, the better off you're going to be. Even if you don't use this information right now or you think, oh, I'll never need that, you know, you don't know. And if a situation arises, you're going to remember those keynotes that we're talking about today. You know, nausea not made better from vomiting. You're going to remember that. Hemorrhage that runs down the leg bright red. You're going to remember that. These are things that will come back to you. And even if you can't remember the exact name of the remedy, you're going to be able to go back and research. So it's just, it's, it's just good information to have. So anyway, this mom with this child with this intermittent fever, and it comes on every few weeks. So this is something for her possibly to look at. And a homeopathic doctor named Jar recommended that in all cases of intermittence, in which no other remedy is particularly indicated, Ipecac should be given to begin with. It will either cure the case or bring out more definite indications for another remedy. I have frequently found this advice useful. So this is very, very interesting. John H. Clark says he finds that this information was useful in his practice. Uh, John H. Clark, by the way, was he was a he was a medical doctor, homeopathic doctor. He would go to the bedside of people. He was a, he was an English doctor. And like I say, he's just he had such a gentleness about his writing that I think he he would have I would have wanted to call him, okay? <laughs> Back in the good old days, right? So it anyway, a special indication for it is obviously nausea through all the stages. Other indications are stages completely mixed up. Short chill followed by a long fever. Ipecac has many bone pains in the head and elsewhere. Pains as if the bones were torn to pieces. And in this, it has that, it's very closely allied to the symptoms of Eupatorium. Because Eupatorium also has intermittent fevers. We have China and Eupatorium and Ipecac all very prevalent for intermittent fevers. And now we have bones as if torn to pieces. And what do we say about Eupatorium? It's, it's the bone pain, that deep, deep flu bone pain, the aching. That's why they call it bone set. Not bone set, that's symphytum. But it's the, the flu bone pain for Eupatorium. Ipecac is given as an expectorant in old school practice. And that's what we talked about because if someone needed to throw up, they would give the actual crude form of Ipecac to induce vomiting. So remember, that's why the homeopathic remedy works so well because it takes that nausea away. The cough of the Ipecac is that dry, spasmodic, constricted, asthmatic cough. Violent degrees of dyspnea, in other words, suffocation, want of air, is dyspnea. With wheezing and great weight and anxiety about the precordia. Okay, so you have that, that these people are in a panic and it's just, it's very, the anxiety is very intense. Threatened suffocation from accumulation of mucus. In whooping cough, a characteristic is the spasmodic rigidity of the patient. The child loses his breath, 
turns pale, stiff and blue, strangling with gagging and vomiting of mucus, bleeding from the nose or mouth. These are all, I mean, this is a horrible picture, isn't it? And yet, at the same time, you think about this remedy, it's really a, an acute remedy. So these are for very intense illnesses. Ipecac is a medicine of great importance in hemorrhages as well. The blood is bright red and the flow is steady. A grand keynote for Ipecac in hemorrhages, whether of the lungs, bowels, uterus, or other parts, is nausea with the hemorrhage. And I could go on to say more about the female areas of Ipecac, but I don't know how many young people listen to these podcasts. I know a lot of moms say, oh, we listen to you as a family. And so, I mean, that's, that's wonderful, like I said, so I don't want to get too graphic here. But Guernsey is a doctor that describes the effects of Ipecac in the female sphere, in which hemorrhage hemorrhagic power of the remedy is of the highest importance, the threatened abortion, often with sharp pain around the umbilicus, which runs downward to the uterus with constant nausea and discharge of bright red blood. Discharge of blood before the before the cycle is expected, uh, and as well after confinement, after the baby is born, there can be that bright red blood with a low pulse and nausea. So these are, these are times and situations that you think of Ipecac. There was also a remarkable headache, as if bruised all through the bones of the head and down to the root of the tongue. Nausea is general. Is the general accompaniment when you think of Ipecac. So some of the keynotes, again, that we talked about with Ipecac are, and I don't want to keep talking about this remedy, blah, 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 because <laughs> I want you to remember it, but the constant nausea, and the tongue is clean, by the way, and I'm actually, I started a a podcast a long time ago and I thought oh I just I don't have time for this because I wanted to pull out just different pictures and stuff but I, I really want to talk about um, you know understanding what the tongue looks like through illness because I actually have people say you know they'll, they'll call me or they you know it's a client with a follow-up or something I say you know can you open your mouth and show me your tongue and take a picture of it and send it to me or I'll want to see their tonsils but the tongue is really really huge in illness and with Ipecac the tongue is clean and remember and then they can have profuse saliva too as well they can just feel like they're just constantly gagging on their own saliva or mucus in the mouth and they are thirstless and another keynote too that I didn't mention is that they're very intolerant of sound and they're very impatient like I said they become very morose they're very impatient <laughs> So we have those, you know, those are the um, basic keynotes as far as like things to look for. I mean, if, because if, if someone has nausea and they stick their tongue out and it's chuck full of yellow or white or gray crud, that's not an Ipecac picture. The tongue is clean or, or mostly clean. And another um, strange, rare, rare and peculiar symptom about Ipecac is that one hand can be hot and the other one can be cold. This is, like I said, it's a very interesting remedy. And I thought it, you know, after, like I said, the last couple of days, there's been a couple, there's been a couple of situations that come to my attention. I thought, you know, Ipecac might be a really good remedy for this. And I also talked to a gal um, who has been suffering from intense stomach disorders. And she's probably beyond the Ipecac picture because Ipecac is more acute. But the, the gastro symptoms, her, she started with the nausea. And then it moved into severe pains, and but she doesn't feel nauseous now. But who knows if she would have maybe taken the Ipecac right at the get-go, maybe it went to progress. And she's been suffering with a lot of gastric problems. And but I was thinking, like I said, we were running over, over some remedies to to consider. And like I said, we had to kick this one out. But it was would have been one early on. So anyway, I just wanted to touch base about the remedy Ipecac because, like I said, it's just it's definitely one everyone should have in their little mini kit, the little 
first aid kit. I use this a lot with my kids um, when they were growing up, and I still do. I have one child that's like, every time something's going on, I'll say, did you take your Ipecac? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. And that pretty much gets rid of it. And, you know, it's just, it's very, very interesting. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful. I really enjoy doing these little spotlight remedies because they're fun. And and then we can learn about them a little more intensely as well. So with that, I'm going to let you go. Good luck. Have fun. And may God bless you and yours. This May, Family Life will be kicking off a new movement of intentional parenting, and it starts in a theater near you. Family Life's first feature film, Like Arrows, explores the joys and heartaches of parenting with a story that spans over 50 years. Join us in theaters across America for a special two-night showing of Like Arrows, followed by exclusive after-show content with filmmakers, including celebrated faith-based filmmakers Alex and Stephen Kendrick, as well as Family Life Today's Dennis and Barbara Rainey and Bob Lapine. You'll leave encouraged and equipped with powerful next steps to make Christ the center of your parenting. Like Arrows will be in theaters for two nights only, May 1st and 3rd. To view the trailer and find theater info, visit likearrowsmovie.com. That's likearrowsmovie.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.